Hey, Harmony, what do you have there? Well, it looks like a Frisbee. I've never seen anything like it, and it doesn't look like a Frisbee. It's round, flat, has grooves, a hole in the middle, and it has a sticker that says Elvis Double Trouble on it, and a bunch of songs listed. Who's Elvis? The only way to really prove that it's a Frisbee is to throw it. Mom's going to be really mad. Not only is her precious vase shattered, but the Elvis is totally destroyed. Harmony, I think I know what that Elvis thing was. I remember Dad talking about vinyl and records. Flat objects that when placed on machines that spun around with a needle, it actually played music. Isn't that weird? Also, that some of these objects are worth a lot of money. Do you think that Elvis thing was worth a lot of money? Let me Google this. Here we go. Let's call Vinyl Record Dude. He looks like some sort of flat object superhero. It says that he specializes in these things called records. He buys and sells them and has hundreds of thousands in stock and is always on the hunt for the ultimate collection. He's our guy. Go to www.vinylrecorddude.com. What was that again? www.vinylrecorddude.com. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. We may not be in double trouble after all. Thanks, Vinyl Record Dude. Hi, this is Jaden Scoville, host of Today's Healthy Kids. And this is our Future is Missing Voice America Kids. Please be on the lookout for 18-year-old Esmit and 15-year-old Domingo Sanchez-Gonzalez, both Hispanic. They went missing from their hometown of Lewisburg, North Carolina, August 8, 2008. Esmit is 5 foot tall, weighing 140 pounds, black hair and brown eyes. Domingo is 4 foot 4 inches tall and weighing 130 pounds. This appears to be a family abduction and may be in the company of their father and may have traveled to Mexico. Domingo has a scar on his left knee. If you know of Esme or Domingo's whereabouts, please contact the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children's hotline at 1-800-THE-LOST. That's 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Esme and Domingo, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. You will see Esme's picture progressed to 18 years and Domingo's picture age progressed to 14 years. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids. Real Talk Radio. Do you sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome to the program, Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Real Wade. No, I'm not. I'm Tamara Wade. I'm Rio's mom. <laughs> Rio's taking a backseat today producing the show. Yay! <laughs> We're here with regular street team, Erica. Hi! And Yvonne. Hey! And today we have a really special program for you. We're going to be talking about building a better community and what that means in terms of motivation. 
And I'm going to let Erica take the lead. All righty. So, yeah, today we're talking about motivation. Um, what does it look like? How do you do it? And what ultimately will motivate you to be a better person yourself and build a better community? Um, I think Yvonne's going to start us off with a story. What do you think of when you think of motivation? Okay. When I think of motivation, all I can remember is back in my, it was like my sophomore year of high school, we were doing duo scenes in theater, which is where there's two actors doing an entire scene together. And it was on me being a doctor and having to tell someone that I'm tired of having to tell parents that um, they're losing their children or things like that. And so my director had me come on stage like 50 times because I wasn't, my motivation wasn't correct and she couldn't see it in me that I had motivation behind what I was doing. So I'd come on stage, be there for less than a second, and she'd be like, no, you're all wrong, go off, do it again. And I just wanted to strangle her. I was like, how do you know what my motivation is? Like, I know what my motivation is. It says it in the script. And she's like, no, you have to find your motivation. Why are you doing this? Why are you coming out? And you need to show it and just find your, I guess, find your why of what you're doing behind everything. So yeah. that's what I think of. So we talked about it, and we decided that that's what motivation really is. It's why. Why do you do the things you do? Why do you get up in the morning and tackle your to-do list? Or maybe why do you not tackle it? <laughs> I mean, you can think of it in terms of, like, a train, too, because I always use the terms, like, you can get derailed so easily from your motivation. Like, a train's motivation is to go from town to town, from its stop to stop. And if a train gets derailed, it can't do that yeah. anymore. So... You know, and when you think of motivation, you think of, you know, what propels you to do the things you do. And, you know, I can think of a lot of reasons, you know, why I don't do the things I do. Like, you know, <laughs> why don't I do my laundry? And why don't I eat right? And why don't I get to the gym when I know that I should? Yeah. I mean, I think these are some questions, too, that I think about when I think about motivation. I mean, are there things in your guys' life that, you know, you'd like to be doing that you're not doing? Exercise. Homework. <laughs> Homework. <laughs> Right. So, so Erica, think about that for a minute. Like you have homework to do. What, what takes you away from doing your homework? Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told. Distractions. <laughs> distractions. Um, I guess it's boring and like all that stuff, but I mean, I sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do my homework. But then when I actually look at it and I see, for instance, I take math online. Like, that's how in college your math class would be formatted. Your assignments are on the computer. So when I open it up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get all my math done right now so I can go out later. And then I sit there and I look at it and I look at it and I look at it. And nothing happens and it doesn't get done because I actually have to tell myself to do the problems, which I don't like to do. So sometimes it takes a little longer, but I guess ultimately my motivation is that I want to pass the class. It's a very good motivation. I want to get my degree because I am ahead and I would like to stay ahead instead of using that as like my time to slack off. I want right. to. But it's like if you're sitting on, at home and for say like you're watching TV and you're super bored and you're like writing it on Facebook, like I'm bored, someone hang out <laughs> with me. When right? you know, you know, you need to clean the bathroom, you need to tidy your room up, do yeah. some laundry. But no, you're bored. You're too bored to do that. Why? Why are you so, like, lazy, I guess, would be for me. I just don't want to do it, but I know I have to do it. But I can't find the motivation to get up off of a couch, even though I'm bored anyways, and do something productive. Like, maybe go run a four-minute mile? Yeah. Oh, there's so many reasons to be derailed. I mean, and, and I'm going to tell you a story about a four-minute mile in a minute. <laughs> I love my story. Um, but I think about like, 
we talk about this in like our damage show. You know, there's so many like little hidden poisons that we carry around in our bodies that can cause you to be derailed, just like a train that falls off its tracks. I mean, you know, you think about things that sadden you or things that maybe can cause you to, you know, oh, I want to eat this cake instead of that <laughs> carrot. <laughs> that would really make me feel better. Not really. <laughs> it might make you feel better in the short term. You know, oh, I want to sit here and watch this TV show because that's going to make me feel better. Probably what would make you feel better is going to the gym. Yeah. And it's hard to get back in the cycle of doing the things that make you feel better and staying yeah. on track. And eventually on the show, we're going to have some specialists that are going to talk to you guys about nutrition. And we're going to have people on the show that are going to talk to you about um, um, exercise and stuff like that that are more geared towards your age group because it's different for someone like my age than it is for someone your age to stay on track like that. So you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. The show is Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Erica and so our topic today is motivation. We're basically talking about what is motivation, how do you motivate yourself and ultimately how do you motivate yourself to be better within your community and build a better community. So I have a story about like proper motivation versus inappropriate motivation and incentivizing yourself. So a long time ago, I had a professor in college tell me this story about, so Tamara, I'm going to give you $5 for you to go run a mile in four minutes. No. You can't even run a mile in 16 minutes. (laughs) That's really not going to work out for me. So no, thank you. But he said to me then, Tamara, what if I up the ante a little bit and I said, I'm going to give you $5,000 to go run that same mile in four minutes. Run your butt off. I'm going to run until I puke, and I'm going to take your money. Thank you very much. So do you see the difference in incentivizing your motivation? Suddenly, that same mile in the same amount of time has become very interesting to me. Uh, Yes, I will take that $5,000, and I'll probably cripple my body (laughs) to get it. (laughs) We right? were also talking about, um, a sorry, Rio was uh, challenged one time to eat a ball of wasabi, and her incentive oh. was $200, and of course she did it. Um, and she walked away from the table with the $200, gagging and choking. And crying, I'm sure. <laughs> and crying. But now, had she been given the challenge for $10? No, no way. way. <laughs> Probably well, not going to take maybe it. Rio. I don't even think I'd do it for 200 I can't stand it. Well, I don't know. In the in the Bannister family, where she comes from, they give each other dollars to do stuff like that. I was so. going to say, I think Rio she liked might have the taken idea it. of the challenge more than anything. She might have taken it. She's laughing back here at us. Yeah, but okay, so we were talking about, the, she obviously had this money incentive. In Tamara's story, there's this money incentive, and we just wanted to point out that there are all kinds of incentives, like money is a big one. Um, you know, sometimes it's a promotion at work, or like power within whatever situation you're in, but incentives aren't bad no money and being money motivated like in your job or you know is is perfectly great i i think i was sharing with you guys in planning that I, I was talking recently with a group of ladies in my age bracket and they were kind of sheepish about wanting to be building wealth and building money and i'm like shouldn't be sheepish about that you should be like proud that you're building wealth for your family that's an that's a good incentive to be building goals and motivating yourself to go to work every day because if you're working a day job it's not like I don't know your dream job then money should be a pretty good motivator yeah well because I think it's that most of the time now 
we associate large amounts of money or like people we think of like inheritances and undeserving spoiled little brats that we can probably <laughs> name or like <laughs> not ri- no people yeah. coming into yeah. these this wealth in like greedy or unhealthy or like un I, I guess morally unsound ways so I I guess it's just good to realize that sometimes money is a good motivator money is a very good motivator in a lot of cases but Especially you could society yeah. yeah and it can also it should be a sign of you worked hard it should for be. your wealth you could also be motivated just by doing the right thing though and we were talking about that at lunch yeah. too because we really want to point out a large piece of the show and we'll be talking about that in different segments is you know building a better community and yeah. how do you do that and motivation can come from money it can come from your heart and wanting to do the right thing and just be motivated you know to get up in the morning every day your motivation should be how am I going to be the best me that I can be and how can I better my community and better the people around me and how do you do that it doesn't necessarily come from money no it can come from just sharing a smile with someone that you greet in the hallway it can it can come from just you know giving of yourself and not in a monetary way. Because you can impact that person's life just by smiling at them. Awesome. All right, so let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. opinions fresh opinions right here on voice america kids if a rash develops while listening do not discontinue use you're listening to voice america kids have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. program paper hope street team i'm tamra wade and you're listening to voice america kids and today we're talking about motivation and we were just talking about like what happens when you get derailed when you are on the track to do something pretty much maybe you're a little train that little engine (laughs) could and you can't anymore and maybe you know something happened within your family or uh, maybe you just got a bad grade on a test and it just brought you down. No matter how big or little, a lot of things can derail you in bigger little ways, whether it takes you just a little bit off track or if it totally blows you in the opposite direction you're trying to go. So we're talking about how to get yourself back on track or how to re-motivate yourself when you do get derailed. And we were talking about incentives like money or promotions or power in any given situation and how, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. 
But what happens when your incentive isn't any of those things? Maybe the only incentive you have for doing something is because it's the right thing to do. And it should, that should always be like the underlying motivation to anything you do. It should always be because it's the right thing to do. It, you can never go wrong, ever, yeah. when it's the right thing to do. And it, it's funny to me because I have this story that just so weird to me because like, you know, bad things happen in your life. It's, it's inevitable. Things, things are going to go wrong. They're, there's going to be bad in the world. And I was at work the other day and I was in the break room and this woman that I've known for a long time passed me and I was having kind of a bad day. I had gotten some bad news in my family and, and I passed her in the hall and I, you know, immediately everyone that I pass gets a bright, sunny smile from me. I don't care what's going on in my life. I don't care what's going on in the world. You deserve that when you pass me. And when she passed me, she gave me some kind of stink face. <laughs> and I was like, huh? I've known this woman for a very long time. So the second time I passed her, again, bright, sunny smile from me. Hello. Nothing. I get nothing from her. And it really affected me at the point to the point that I stopped. And before I left the break room, I was like, wow. The words wow came out of my mouth. Like, what did I do to be so affronted by this other person? I just thought it was so discourteous and so derailing to me and I thought about it all the way until I got home to the point that I even brought it up to my husband and thought to myself why would this person do this and my husband so innocently said maybe she was having a bad day and I thought that's funny Christopher I was having a bad day I was having a very bad day and I still don't think that it's okay for people to share themselves in that way in a communal space like that even though she was having a bad day. I was having a bad day. I still think we have a responsibility in our communities towards one another. Just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean you can ruin someone else's because you can't put a kind gesture out there. So Right. Yeah. Our motivation every morning should be to try and build a better community. It, yeah. makes, it definitely makes an impact. So Yeah, you don't want to... Like, when you go around and you have, like, a bad thing, like we were talking about it, there are some things that just can bring you down to the point where you can't help but be that way. So there, I mean, it's not like every time you don't. Yeah. This happens, like, it's inexcusable. There are excusable times, and, like, we understand that. But be, I guess we're trying to say be more self-aware of the the attitude you're putting out towards people, especially people like sunny people like Tamara, <laughs> when they're going out of their way to like give you a smile or say hi or ask how you're doing. Even if it's such a like a rep, like repetitious, like just a casual gesture. And a lot of people think, oh, they ask me, oh, hey, how are you? Like they don't mean it, but sometimes people really do. And yeah. like, it's a nice gesture all the same. They're making an effort yeah. to maybe even check on you if that's the case so be be courteous to people who are courteous to you treat others how you want to be treated it's just, it's such a great golden rule and i don't know hopefully hopefully everything was fine in that other person's life you just never know mm -hmm. yeah so so what about other things like in your life like um like we were talking about like motivation to eat better motivation to get to the gym to do your schoolwork. How do you self-motivate when there's so many distractions and so many ways to be derailed by things that cause you pain? Or like, like for me, I'm so sensitive, you guys. Like, I think you know that. Like, I get derailed by the weirdest things. And, you know, it derailed me the rest of the day, this weird little interaction that I had. So how, when you get derailed or you're, you just can't find the motivation, like, how do you snap out of it? Like, do you have any tactics that you use? 
to like snap yourself out of it? Um, happy music. <laughs> I was going to say that's probably key number happy one, right? Music, yeah. Just create a better environment for yourself, I would say. Like, do go surround yourself with people who aren't going to be Debbie Downers. And <laughs> I love Debbie Downers. Text your best friend and complain about it and right? then just feel better. <laughs> Get it <laughs> off your chest yeah. a little bit. Me being the religious person, I just pray or read my Bible or something. Talk to my one of my spiritual advisors, right? I guess, about is like how do I not feel this way? Because like, in Christianity, you're not supposed to hate others. Right. And so if I just like want to strangle someone, I, you know, I'll <laughs> text my pastor and be like, what do I do? Like, how do I go about this without being offend, like offending them, but I don't want anything to do with them, and they give me advice, and it actually helps a lot. Yeah. yeah just kind of the venting. Right. Like, emotion, like, venting, like, act. The act of venting. There mm-hmm. we go. I can speak yeah. now is really, like, releasing of yeah. anger and stuff. Yeah, I vent to my best friend yeah. all the time. I think that's that very I good. Yeah, things that I I wouldn't want to, like, say these, like, confronting things yeah. to the person that maybe was the little black cloud over their head today or, like, or right. anything. But, like, when I go to my best friend, like, it's, it's awesome to have that person to go to. I think but, that's a good point. Yeah. Speaking of her, actually, I asked her for her strategies for motivating herself. And her being the interesting little person that she is, she told me it's because she has to. That I loved when you shared that with us this morning because there are people that are motivated from this, like, burning desire to have to. Yeah. And, and that's puzzling because where does that come from? Does that come from her parents? Does that come from a need to constantly be in motion? You know, everyone has, like, these different motivating factors to them. Yeah. And I feel like everyone has that kind of because they have to, but it's to a certain extent. extent. Yeah. Like, I asked her about all kinds of things. Like, she's really weird. And she <laughs> has to clean, has to, quote, unquote, clean her room before she goes to bed. She can't sleep if her room is messy. I love it. Me, I can sleep. I <laughs> would sleep with my clothes piled on me. I don't care. <laughs> As a blanket? That's comfy to me. I'm in a burrow of clothes. I don't care. <laughs> but her, if there is anything out of place in her room, like she's not an OCD person. Her room is messy quite frequently, but she has to clean it before she goes to bed. And I've tried to figure this out all the time. And I'm like, why are you so weird? Like, let it be. Just do it tomorrow. Because she'll be up late at night and like finish her homework and then she's like, oh, I got to clean my room now. And I'm like, why? Like her parents are not the type of parents who are like, make your bed, clean your room. It has to be ship shape. They're not like that at all. They could care less. It's just in her then. That's awesome. She's very interesting in that way. And I think that's, it just, you know, shows who she is. And she's the type of person who is naturally motivated. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even realize it, that she feels like she sets these goals for herself, things she feels like she has to do, but she doesn't really have to. But I guess that's a really good thing. I wish I had that. Yeah. (laughs) I really do. Not being that type of person isn't bad either, because I think 90% of people aren't that person. (laughs) It's really hard. I can even speak to, like, my age category. You know, you'd think that we've kind of seen a little bit of life. We should know better. It's not always the case. (laughs) I'm kind of like you. I have little piles of laundry everywhere. I haven't been to the gym in a while. I'm not really eating really well. And, you know, these things are like little nagging voices in the back of my head. You know, Tamara, why aren't you doing these things? And I know better. So, you know, what do you do? It sounds so disinteresting. Like when you're like, oh, I have to do laundry. Oh, I need to go to the gym. I need to work out, you know, be in shape. But when you do it, it's like, oh, like, you know, okay, for example, I'm not the active person. I suck at every single sport. Like, I swim. I'm not even that great at swimming, but I just love to swim. But our church, like, 
one of the guys in our church was leaving, so we had like a little get together and we played soccer a few nights ago. I've never played soccer in my entire life. I missed the ball like almost every kick, That's but awesome. I still <laughs> did really well. Like for for me, I was like, but every time like the guys, you know, because I'm a girl, there was two girls playing with like 15 guys, and so we were like, one girl on one team, one girl on the other to be fair or whatever. But I would kick the ball, and my whole team were like, good job, Yvonne, great job, you're doing so good, even though, like, I kicked it two inches or I tripped over the ball. I got, like, <laughs> knocked out by men, like, running because I couldn't, I didn't know what to do, so I just stood in front of them, and they, like, knocked me out at least, like, five times. But my team was like, way to be in there, like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm a man. Like, like, I was like, I can do this. I'm a beast. So. And, like, it was just awesome it was just a good feeling to know that like you accomplished something I guess yeah so. there's there's two types there that I saw I saw praise as an incentive yeah. for her she was like oh my gosh they're <laughs> telling me I'm good at mm-hmm. this <laughs> and there's the feeling like productive and I think that's the biggest one for me I love when I feel yes. productive when I like make a list in the morning yeah. guys don't judge me I make a lot of lists <laughs> my best friend will tell you that they're good <laughs> but when I cross everything off the list it's such a good feeling so. and and the third that I think and the best one for a list maker is yeah. the sense of accomplishment. Yes. Yeah. It's wonderful. If if you've never made a list for your day, <laughs> I'm just telling you, try it one day, even if it's the weekend and you write on there like sleep in. Just cross off your list and it's so therapeutic and wonderful. You'll feel really We gotta talk more about that yeah. on the flip side of the break. <laughs> Alright, so let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Tamara Wade, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Today we're talking about motivation and building a better community. Um, We were just talking about list making and how great it feels to cross off the list. I'm such a crazy list maker that 
even if it wasn't on my list and I accidentally did something extra, I'll write it on the list and then cross it off. <laughs> it's It really is therapeutic. <laughs> and like I've read in places that it's like an awesome thing to do. I um, I use my day planner when it, during the, like the normal school year. I often will have like a list of homework and a list of other things I have to take care of. So like it's in general, it's the sense of feeling productive that can yeah. really be, be a big motivator for me and for a lot of people. So if you're that type of person, like if you go to the gym and you feel really good about, you know, oh, I just did that workout or I ran this lot hard for this long or whatever it may be that you get done. If you feel, and I, I know that you guys will feel that sense of accomplishment for feeling productive, then I think that's a really good thing to learn um, to harness, to motivate yourself. I have a question for you guys. And where do you think like your, your age bracket, my age bracket, where do you think this inability to self-motivate comes from specifically to your age bracket though? Where do you think that comes from? Well, I think at this age and like in our teens, probably right around when we get into middle school, um, our, our world totally changes and, we go from our our small quote unquote community within our family um, and knowing by default how to act within our family and our role in that stuff. Um, we get thrown into this place where everyone is crazy and all these people are like our age quote are like we don't know how to act towards certain people because no one does at that point. And we're all thrown into this new school, all trying to figure out our roles in that environment. And I think that we learn to care only about ourselves through drama, through being stabbed in the back by potential friends or ex-friends, ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends. We get so conditioned at this age to only that we are the only person that is good to ourselves. And we kind of shun other people in that way and block other people out. And it also, when you get into high school, it goes into, you know, um, like uh, getting a job and being able to pay for everything yourself, your car, your cell phone, whatever it is. You, You know, you're supposed to be as independent as possible. And it's not to say that that kind of thing is bad because it really does serve a purpose so that when you are thrown Mm -hmm. out on your own or you go to college or whatever you do, you won't panic when you are supposed to stand on your own two feet. But I think a lot of the times the problem and the reason why a lot of people think teenagers are evil is because they lose their sense of the community and that they have, like, it's their job almost to play a role in bettering their community just as much as they're supposed to be bettering themselves. I can see yeah, that. I definitely when you, agree with that. Do you see that in your life too, Yvonne? Yeah, definitely. With being, I kind of see like, when I was like younger, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to go, I think it was like sixth grade. I had three friends and we're like, we're the volunteer club. And we made shirts and went and like picked up the street next to my house. And we like felt Aww. awesome. We're like, we're going to do this every week. And then like, we started getting to middle school and we're like, all of a sudden, like, we never went outside. We just sat inside playing, like, watching TV or playing with dolls or something instead of just getting out and being active. And I just noticed, like, being a kid, I was always out on my bicycle, like, riding my bicycle outside with my sister, playing games outside, being active. And now, like, ever since I was in high school, middle school, I was just like, I don't want to go outside. (laughs) Yeah, the internet ruined my life. Like, (laughs) Well, the internet, uh, and I also heard something very clearly in planning and also what you just said, that there's this other weirdness that comes with like the socialization of the other kids. It's not really cool 
It's yeah. not really hip. You know, you're kind of shunned in a certain kind of a way when you're an outlier or you're kind of the outsider who's doing some of these things because that's not what everyone else is doing. Yeah. You're kind of an outsider by doing these things. And I, I wonder about that because that kind of sucks. Yeah, there. I think it's more, uh, it, it depends on each individual. Some are more, you know, outcasted than others as far as how derailed, I guess, mm -hmm. you get from that track. And you know that you're supposed to be, I mean, it's great to better yourself. And the, the first method, like, you have to learn in bettering your community is by bettering yourself. Because yeah. when you're a better person, right. you can share that with other people, like sharing a smile and mm -hmm. giving a caring gesture. But I think that... At, like because of how we are at this age it's really important to as you know as moms or big sisters and as mentors in your community to share and uh do you know put those gestures forth and maybe share this understanding that helping in your community doesn't mean you have to go to a soup kitchen and pass right. out food it doesn't mean you have to you know, go have a food drive. It doesn't mean you have to go read at a nursing home. And those are all great things to do. And if you have the spare time and yeah. you're sitting around <laughs> on Facebook, I'm bored. Why don't you go get up Rally and do Rally your things? team to do that. Yeah. yeah. And you'll have a lot more fun than you think. Trust me on that one. But Satisfying. There are other smaller ways that you can help build your community up to a better place, mm -hmm. like reaching out or maybe mentoring someone. Yeah, I totally agree. There, Think about the people in your community who you know, during school, because I know we're in summer, but like think about the people who you see at school who are sitting at the lunch table alone or maybe who are walking alone. You know, those people need a smile. They need a lunch buddy. They need someone to walk with to class. Or, you know, I know that Paper Hope Street Team has done this at Christmas and at Valentine's. We write random notes and pass them out during the holiday season. That was fun. It yeah. is a lot of fun. I highly recommend doing that. And I highly recommend being that kid who can sit down at the lunch table and have a lunch meal with somebody you know during the summer maybe there's somebody that you see on Facebook we we had one in our community recently a little girl that had a horrible night I don't know exactly what the circumstances were mm -hmm. but we all reached out to her it just chokes me up because she just felt like she had not a friend in the world and she's like I just want to sit in a room all by myself because nobody was here for me and I was like whoa time out kid we are here for you um Reach out to people in your community that are, are expressing this kind of feeling because that's the worst feeling in the world to feel like you're alone. alone yeah. Yeah. So the sooner we learn as teenagers or maybe we refresh the idea as an adult that we need to be as active in bettering our community as we are as we do in bettering ourselves and that they actually go hand in hand, the better. Um, I was actually sharing a story today. I'm reading a book for um, the sophomore reading program at ASU for the summer, um, and it's called Outliers, The Story of Success, and it's by Malcolm Gladwell. Um, the very first chapter, pretty much, he starts off with, it's called The Rosetto Mystery. And Yvonne was really interested by yeah. this, and Tamara has <laughs> so read things yeah. like this. So just to sum it up really quickly, um, it introduced a town of immigrants from a little town in Italy called Rosetto. And they, immigra they immigrated to here. I don't think that's a word. No, that's <laughs> true. No, you said it correctly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they came here from, you know, this little town called Rosetto in Italy. And they settled in Pennsylvania. And they were like a really hardworking group of people. 
Um, so they took all of their, basically, their ideas, their, uh, you know, morals, all that stuff, and they brought it to this little settlement that they created. And as it grew and more immigrants came from Rosetto, it was strictly, like, within their town. So these two physicians are sitting down one night um, after they're, you know, done with work, and he's like, you know what? Um, I never see any heart disease come from this town. And back then in the 50s, heart disease was, like, rampant. Heart attacks were, you know, the leading cause of death for males under 65. So he goes, I never see anything from that town. And so the other doctor's, like, really fascinated. So he's, like, one day going through their medical records, and sure as can be, that's it's the truth. So he gets into this fat like obsession with figuring out why it is that these people are so they're the outliers here they're not like any of the other towns around them and basically he went through their genealogies their eating habits their exercise um the geology of the place they were in the foothills of wherever uh they settled all this stuff and he came to find that it was strictly that the town was self-sustaining he went in and he spent a couple of weeks just walking around town observing getting to know people and they had three generations of a fa- family living under one roof kids were taught to respect their elders and the values and morals that they needed to have they um, they stopped and said hi to each other on the street. And basically, he was saying that these people are dying of nothing but old age. There is no crime. There is no disease. They're healthy because they're happy. They and take care of each other. Exactly. And I think that's the really big part in what we're trying to say here is that we need to go out and motivate ourselves to motivate others. And we exactly. can do that and build a better community. It's just so hard to find in this team. But for now, let's take a break. I'm Yvonne Allen. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. It's almost showtime. Tune into Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. back to the program, Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Tamara Wade, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Today we're talking about motivation and what builds a better community. And Erica was just telling us a story about 
out of a book she's reading. Is it Outliers? Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, it's for my summer reading program at uh, my college, ASU. So um, I was basically explaining that in the very first chapter, and I haven't finished the book yet. I, I'm like a couple chapters in, but it was really interesting to me, the irony of what I read just now. And it was explaining this town and the whole mystery about it because it was so self-sufficient in the sense that the people had a sense of community and caring about themselves. And because of that, they lived longer, they were healthier, they were happier. And they didn't need anyone from the outside world, towns that were very close by. They said you, you wouldn't even know the town existed just because they were so self-sufficient and happy to be within themselves and their family and their friends. And they had the strongest sense of community. And that's ultimately what we're trying to get at here is we want to motivate you and ourselves to build a better community. To take care of each other and instead of looking outside to take care. I, and I, I don't think that's working. <laughs> I, I, I just don't. There was another one when you brought up the story that reminded me of it, and it's the Blue Zones. It was something that TED Talk put together, and I will pin it to our Facebook page on Facebook backslash Paper Hope so you guys can watch it. It's like a 20-minute little video, and these scientists did a study about what was provoking these hot zones around the globe for people to live longer than 100 years, and they were living very happily for these. They, they summarized it into these like five points. It had to do with diet, it had to do with community very heavily, and it had to do with exercise and how people were respecting their elders mm -hmm. and sharing stories. And that's kind of what Paper Hope's about, you know, sharing stories and building a better community. Exactly. Um, and we, we basically just want to say that, you know, when you wake up, uh, your motivation or your thought should be how to motivate yourself and how do you better yourself and better your community this morning today every morning it should be and you know preparing for the show and thinking about the show the little things that I've been doing to kind of inch myself back into a better like mental space to be eating better and being more active um, making better choices at the grocery store so that I have food readily available to me so that I'm not eating the Junk. cupcake for breakfast sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth um, you know, and like I said, we are going to have some shows to give some tactics for that because we didn't really get into that here today. And we want to give listeners tactics so that you can have, you know, the tools to stay motivated because mm -hmm. that's something that we did not touch on here. And that's tools because I'm a big believer that if you have the tools and you have all of the resources available, the motivation will come a little more easily. Yeah. And we think it's really important reaching out and touching people's lives who maybe don't have any motivation or yeah. they're so far derailed that they can't really find their way back on their own. Um, and being a mentor is really, really mm -hmm. important, whether it's to a little sister or, you know, to an adult in your life. Sometimes moms need help too. Oh my gosh. It's so <laughs> true. Oh my gosh. And it's tough. Life is hard. Yeah. And, uh, we just talking, speaking of the irony of the situation, you know, the book I'm reading, all that stuff. Um, the recent, uh, tragedy we had in Colorado the, the at the Batman premiere couldn't let we could not let this show go by without taking you know the last moments of our show to just pause and not only talk about the irony because this show's been planned for a while um, building a better community and how we wanted to just make sure that everybody knew in Colorado that we're thinking about you I'm so choked up over this it's a very heart 
wrenching situation that happened and it's nothing that we probably could have prevented being here in Arizona or wherever you are but it just shows that the person that took the lives of those people didn't we can't they don't know what the motivation behind it was yet um but you know people just being able to reach out to that person you know maybe he was just person that was sitting down um by himself at lunch because he had no one he didn't know anyone he just no being able to yeah him. just being able to reach out to that one person could have changed everything and it, I'm not putting blame on anyone and obviously I'm not saying the actions he did are correct or okay but it just shows how much of a difference one person can make in so many people's lives and it's tragedies like these that can make communities come together that's, and form that's really really important because us being from Arizona and all that uh, we recently I think it was about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. we had a tragedy in Tucson um, where there was an attempted assassination on uh, one of our uh, uh, governor congress congresswoman mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> and uh, she it rocked Tucson and even up here in Phoenix Austin. and it, it the whole nation was like deja vu for us like especially like me my family you know newscasters here we're talking about it it's it's like deja vu like thinking oh. about a tragedy like this but trying to find the silver lining in it it's we realized that after that happened in Tucson, um, the community came together so much. And Tucson is like a little college town built out around U of A, and it branched off into a city and all that. But they came together in the way that a small town like Aurora is going to. And you basically just, when something like that happens, you reevaluate what's important to you. And, you know, exactly. you go to your family and your close friends, and you hold them close to you. And you realize what's important in your life. And you kind of, it's like almost a wake-up call. Like, it gets you back on track. You realize what your goals are and what is truly important. And the trivial things don't matter as much anymore. I think that's really important to point out. And we want everyone to know in Colorado that we're thinking about you. We're praying for you. And um, I can't even get through this sentence without choking. Our hearts are going out to you and your families. Yeah. We're just suffering with you. And we're here to guide you and help if you ever you know need it rebuild rebuild yourselves your community your everything and you know it is really eerie and ironic timing but you know it'll get everything back on track and you know even if you're not in Colorado or you're not here in Arizona and it's not you know like kind of like deja vu for you anywhere it's hearing about things like this it's always a wake-up call and it can be a wake-up call to you wherever you are just re like reevaluate your life and rebuild your community and try and make better I think what the kind of the point of the show today is that it all trickles down to what you can do to make an impact to make a better impact a positive impact on your community as a whole so just kind of think of that to yourself like What can you do to make the difference? A positive difference, not a negative one, but a positive one. Just smiling at someone, inviting someone to sit with you at lunch, um, helping out at a shelter for homeless people, just making that difference in someone's life to make the community better as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because I think we all win when that happens. You know, we don't need something tragic like what's happened in Tucson a year and a half ago or what's happening in Aurora to remind us every day that should be the motivation how are we going to be better today for ourselves for our families and then as we walk out the door entering into the world how are we better in our community so that we can just be better human beings I mean I just think it's that simple yeah it it really 
like we said, when something like this happens, it's scary. It makes us really scared to, you know, maybe go in a public place or be yeah. in a large group of people. I think that's the other good point. It makes us fearful. But like Tamara was saying, we are such a, like, a hardy nation. Like, we we don't let the attack of 9-11 not let us fly airplanes, like, go no, fly anywhere anymore. we have to anymore. move forward. And we have to grieve the loss. And I think, like, I think I was sharing at planning, like, I think KTAR here locally, Rob Hunter and Bruce St. James and Pamela Hughes did such a great job on the coverage of it when it first was coming to air. You know, you have to give yourself time to grieve over it. It's not time to make jokes. It's not time to make light of it. Um, as we move forward and grieve what's going on in Colorado, you know, we will be stronger. We are going to be safe. There are law enforcement agencies who are putting things in place to make sure that there is no copycatting going on. Um, you know, hold tight to your families. Look to your leaders in the community. I don't want people to be afraid to live their lives. Exactly. Yeah. I really want to get that message across yeah. because having been an adult through 9-11, um, you have to hold tight to that. Yeah, we'll still, you know, we'll still take trains, fly airplanes, go see yep, movies. We're still going to go see movies. <laughs> you know, take the time you need to grieve this loss, but hold tight to your leaders and your families. Yeah. Um, I know we're kind of ending on a somber note, but um, I want to make sure that you guys have the information that you can contact us if you need anyone to listen to. We're, we are here for you. Um, you can reach, it to, reach out to us at info at paperhope.com. Um, you can also find us at um, Facebook backslash paperhope or find us on the Twitter. I didn't even say it funny. <laughs> the Twitter at um, paperhope blog or the teens are on paperhope teen. And every Monday at noon, is that Mountain? No, we're not Mountain Standard. We're Pacific Standard Time. Yes. At uh, Voice America Kids. Thank you so much for listening. We Stay love you motivated. guys. Stay motivated. Stay I know. motivated. Find and motivation. and uh, we'll have more shows on um, different things to keep you motivated. Are you going to take us out, Yvonne? I could. I mean, I think. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye, I guess. Bye. Remember. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We continue to cry for help, and all you can do is laugh? Love it. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now.